My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I coined the term FOMO. That's short for fear of missing out, and it's why some people end up following the crowd. But we're not like them. We're part of a new species that isn't afraid to do things differently. I call us FOMO sapiens. And this is the show where you'll meet people like us, phenomenal FOMO sapiens, to learn how they find the courage and the ideas to live exceptional lives. FOMO. FOMO. Welcome back to FOMO Sapiens, the show for people who don't just follow the crowd, but instead take their own path to success in business and in life. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, today, we have part two of my conversation with Jordan and Tristan Mace, Tristan and Jordan Mace, the Maces. If you listened last week, then you know what we're talking about. If you didn't, hit the pause and go back and listen, because the story that they tell about Tristan's heart transplant at the age, well, in his early 30s, it's an incredible story. But more incredible than that is what they have decided to do going forward. Now, these people are total FOMO sapiens. You got Tristan, venture capitalist, Jordan, working in a tech company. They are recovering together as a family from Tristan's surgery. They have you know, babies running around. They got a lot going on and they, they find time to start a nonprofit to help make the U.S. organ donation and transplant system better. That's incredible. And so that's what we're going to talk about because it goes back to oftentimes in the show, if you listen regularly, which I hope you do, we talk about Viktor Frankl and it's a book called Man's Search for Meaning and that when bad things happen, we can find meaning in them. And so it's possible to take these things and learn from them and come out in a different place post-traumatic growth. And so the idea of starting this nonprofit to address something that was so personal that they experienced around transplants, it's just a really powerful idea and something that I'm really happy to be able to share with all of you on the show. And as you know, Tristan and Jordan are the co-founders and the board chairs of Vallejos, and Vallejos has been instrumental and a lot of work. I mean, it's a it's a very new organization, but already it worked to help influence the passage of a new federal law in September that overhauls the U.S. organ procurement and transplantation system. So it's an incredible contribution, and that's just a start. Now, as you know, I always have my small ask, and my small ask is this. Go over to Vallejos.org and check it out. This is, you know, the end of the year. Perhaps you're thinking about some charitable giving. Check it out. It's a really incredible organization. The board of directors is is stellar. And as you will hear today, what they're doing is important work, extremely important work. And you don't know if one day you or a family member will be going through this exact experience. And so you may very well hope that the system gets a lot better by the time it, you meet it. That's really important work. All right. I don't want to belabor the point, but there you go. Now, as we had an episode last week with an interview question, my classical interview question, there's no need to do that. So we're going to just jump in right now. So I started this week's conversation with Tristan by asking him what they did next. And more specifically, what was the problem they were trying to solve by coming up with Vallejos? Yeah, well, so Vallejos is a patient-centric 501c3 nonprofit designed to use data to advance outcomes in transplant. So for us, functionally, that looks like increasing the quantity of transplants and making them more accessible 
for high quality transplants to shorten the waitlist time. And also for those people such as myself who are fortunate enough to be transplant recipients, how do you improve the life expectancy and quality of life that you have with this bonus time? And so the way that we're working through that is really eliminating the existing data silos and data deserts by creating a collaborative data network for all the different stakeholders in transplant. The transplant centers, donor hospitals, organ procurement organizations, transportation companies, researchers, and the government to all work together and participate from a data perspective. Valeos comes from the word Valeo. Valeo is Latin. It means to be well and to be strong. It also means farewell, which is our best representation of both sides of the beautiful gift that is organ donation. Mm. But we added OS, OS, because it's an operating system. Mm. We are both folks that are steeped heavily in tech, and we truly believe that today's technology can be solving tomorrow's organ donation problem. And right now, as we'll most likely get into, we're using yesterday's tech mm. to try and solve today's problem. So Valeos, our main mission is to ensure that we are bringing together tech, data, and collaboration to truly change the way organ donation and the entire procurement and transplantation network can affect lives. How does it work? Like, t- t- let's get into some numbers here because I think it's like, I have no idea. I, you know, I should have looked this up. I should have asked chat GPT or Pat GPT beforehand, but it, did, it, would have, it probably would have wrong anyway. But how many, you know, let's talk about transplants. How many a year? How many hearts? Like kind of what, what does it look like this, this market? Because it's obviously not a for-profit market, right? It's, it's something that's, you know, thankfully it is not. But so what does it look like? So there are about 100,000 people in the United States who are waiting on the organ transplant okay. list right yeah. now. Last year, there were just under 43,000 transplants. Most of those are kidneys, but are are ultimately segmented across kidney, pancreas, heart, lung, liver, intestine, and vascular composite allografts. For hearts, there are about 3,500 heart transplants performed last year, mm. so a small subset of that. Wow, and, and, and when you think about, you mentioned the tech, uh, Jordan, I mean, before we get into what you're doing, just tell us a little bit about your experience. I mean, both of you are entrepreneurial. You, you know, you are you are entrepreneurial thinkers. You are tech people. Like, you know, you you've worked in these systems. So, when you you know, given what you know about about the tech world, what was it like to to interface with a system that, as you said, has yesterday's technology? It was rough. And I wasn't even the person really having to interface with mm-hmm. it. I was just experiencing the outcome. When I say rough, you have to think about how many different stakeholders are involved in this one process. Mm-hmm. So many, hundreds of calls, API calls, physical calls, paper and pencil, decision-making calls, all of these types of things have to work in concert. And they truly have to be real time because this is a life And we talk about ischemic time. That is truly how many minutes can an organ be outside of a body before it's no longer viable for transplant? So these decisions, if you make a mistake, that can mean the difference of whether or not this organ can get on a plane and make it to this person that is dying or not. And so knowing that there are systems in place to make these types of decisions for things that 
candidly don't matter, like a sweater or my food that I just ordered, knowing that we've been able to get it right for small stakes, we knew not only is it something that we must do, but we know it's possible. We just have to make sure that the right tech and the right people and the right ambition comes together. And that also all of these disparate health systems that don't necessarily have the opportunity to work together or have the opportunity to move quickly, that they're given permission to do so. And we're really excited to see that there's a lot of attention that's been brought to this space lately. We just happened to be invited to this community at the right time to be able to bring our expertise and our passion because there is nobody that cares about organ donation nearly as much as Tristan and I, not only because we know what the experience is like, but because we know we can make it better. And if Tristan's going to meet our next baby, spoiler alert, for having another Ah. one, how cool, a bonus baby that would never have existed had this beautiful experience not happened. If Tristan's going to meet that child and get to grow up and watch them grow, there's a high likelihood Tristan might need a transplant. So we are very incentivized to help get this right. And to the point Tristan's making, there's a, a huge market opportunity to get this right. And those incremental lift outcomes, those are lives saved. Those are people who gave the gift of life, getting their organs actually to the right place, which might be one iota of peace for a grieving family. And and that is worth it. And that is why we think that every moment of attention that organ donation gets is absolutely worth it. And why we're grateful that someone like you is giving us the opportunity to share this story with your audience. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. Yeah, well, I remember when I first heard about Vileos and Tristan, this was before I knew that Tristan had suffered memory loss. And so, you know, it's like, because he, he, he's so good at faking it. Like he was, he, he cut, we had all these nice Zooms and we're talking about that name. He's like, you're good at names. Like, tell me about names. And he had learned all about, you know, he had done, studied our emails together. And I was just, it's, it's, it was really amazing. And we were looking through the names and talking about this idea. And I was like, of course, I'm like, okay, if anybody's going to do that, it's going to be these two. I mean, it's sort of like, the, it's, you know, it's sort of the perfect combo. But at the same time, this is not a small, this is not like, you know, an app, right? So Tristan, like, what is the pro, like, what, what are you trying to pull off? What is the big goal here, the thing that you're trying to solve? Yeah. So it's really in recognition that to improve outcomes, you do have to have data and you have to have access 
to high quality data. And when we talk about right now, we're in the AI revolution. Yes, very trendy. (laughs) Very trendy, but also critically important for this community. You know, if we take a step back, actually, even the name of FOMO sapiens, and you look at this from a FOMO perspective, unfortunately, Mm. the reality is that if you're a candidate, if you're a patient in need waiting for an organ, there is a lack of transparency that exists right now. The system was created, the national system was created in 1984, prior to the internet. And so because of that lack of visibility, there is this essence of, is today going to be the day that I get that phone call? And on top of that, if an organ offer is made available for me, if there is an organ and my surgeon has the opportunity to accept that organ on my behalf, is there a better organ that may come a couple of days later or a week later or hours later, whatever that may be? But there's a lack of data that provides that insight from a predictive analytics perspective of what is the likelihood that there's going to be a better fit, a better match for you that is going to improve your life expectancy and your outcome. And so get back to the data side, which is from us is how do you connect all of these stakeholders, be able to aggregate and standardize that data, and then leverage that data to unlock new actionable insights and drive system performance and integrity. Right now, what we're seeing Jordan alluded to, there is massive transformation that's occurring in the transplant system right now. And so, in fact, in September, President Biden signed a new federal law that is the biggest change that we've seen in transplant in the last four decades. And Jordan and I are exceptionally proud that Vallejos has been behind the scenes on advocating this with HHS and congressional leaders for these changes to truly modernize the system into the 21st century. But at the end of the day, this does function around how do you improve the data quality so that you can make better decisions around allocating organs and around improving people's lives and outcomes with them. And so are you building the system or do you have like engineers coding something right now or are you raising money to direct it towards people who are doing it? Like where, how, how do you play in this? Yeah, so it's both. So one, we have an incredible board of directors, an incredible advisory committee. Many of those are former folks from HHS, former congressional uh, congressmen and senators. Uh, We have a number of folks that are Fortune 500 execs that have all come together that have been personally impacted by transplant and or want to see a major societal change in healthcare. Mm. So from our perspective, it's one, we're building up a team for Valeos proper as a nonprofit. But we also recently announced a collaboration with Oracle back in September, uh, the Oracle Health Conference keynote. Uh, Jordan and I were on stage with uh, Stephanie Trunzo, who's the SVP and GM of, of health for Oracle. And we announced of how Valeos and Oracle are working together to advance the industry collaboratively. So to have Valeos's insights and so many of the people within transplant and across healthcare and technology and public policy, coupled with a design collaboration with the resources of Oracle 
who understands EHRs and security and compliance and being able to bring those two together. Uh, we're exceptionally excited what that can mean for the transplant community. Wow. So- yeah, if I were to put it into tech terms, I would say that Tristan and I have a baby startup mm. that has been operating in stealth mode for the last year and a half. And we have poked our heads out a little bit of stealth mode to encourage this community to know that there are a lot of folks that are paying attention. So we are in a, I would say a hyper growth period of building. Mm. And we're very fortunate to have such phenomenal partners, design partners, thought partners, actual engineering partners. But we're also very much dependent upon the ability to raise funds so that we can continue to build. This is our mission and this is our purpose. And this is not a venture-backed entity. This is a nonprofit. We we truly chose to be a 501c3 because the shareholders that we are beholden to are the donor families, the donors, transplant recipients, the health systems and beyond. So we are at this exciting nexus point where we can come out and say, this is what we're working on. If this is interesting to you, we want to know. We want to learn about your story. We want to see how we might build a partner. And we want to see how far we can grow this thing because, you know, We've already got two babies. Why not have a third? And a cute dog named Queso. Uh, what, True. I mean, you got to mention that. The thing that's, that is kind of mind-blowing and, and as I think about this, so this, this has really been around about two years. And you have gone from, I mean, let's, let's step back. This is a space that is very, it's government-related. It's large companies. It's data. It's like, you, you know, again, this is not an app. You know, you, you, you have to coordinate so many stakeholders. You put together a board of really impressive people talking about HHS, Health and Human Services Department of the US. And I was just perusing your board. I love your website. And I was like, wow, this is really incredible. Two years. Jordan, like, what is the, what are the the things that, you know, you have learned? Like, what are the things, it's like, so lots of people want to do something impactful like this. They have an experience in their life. It, it changes their life. And they see the system, it's all of it. That's good, it's bad, it's flaws. And they say, well, I'd like to improve this thing. But yet getting as far as you have in two years, like, that's that's really remarkable. Like, what is it that you guys have done that has allowed you to move as quickly as you have done? I would say we have an exceptional amount of privilege Mm -hmm. in the sense that we have experience that has almost perfectly put us in this position. And then you add a mission on top of that. On our first date, Tristan and I decided uh, we named our kids because we have zero chill. Mm. And we also decided that one day we wanted to run a nonprofit together as a retirement project. We thought when we're old and wrinkly, let's, let's make the world a better place as a legacy. And let's figure out as we go. We had a couple of ideas of what that might look like. So when he woke up and said, I want to change the world through organ transplants, I was bought in. He was bought in. His background is building and operating companies. He's been doing that since he was 14. That's an unbelievable amount of experience as a young person. And the privilege that the network that we've built, the family support, the the workplace support that let me work from his bedside every day for three months. All of that when balled together, that gave us the opportunity and the space to say, is this something that will be good for our brains? Because this is our life. Do we also wanna make this our mission and our job and our everything? We are two years out, three years out of his heart. 
And we are still deeply processing everything that's happened to us. Mm. And the reason that I feel so fortunate that we're able to work on Vileos is because this has been the outlet for Tristan to try and reason a unbelievably unreasonable thing. And that is something that I, I hold dear. And that's why I take this so seriously and why I'm so supportive of the fact that this is, we have very limited time. We don't know how much time we have. We were guaranteed a year and they said, best case, we'll have 10. Hmm. And we're spending every day of our bonus time focusing on this because it's bringing us peace in the process. And that is something that I say that not everyone has the luxury to do that. Mm-hmm. And so if you are somebody that's being impacted by this, I would say the bet, whatever this might be, I would find people that also care and find people that maybe can introduce you to somebody or can share a story or can be an ally or can give you a stage or can give you advice, something. And I would just slowly start to try and add one plus one plus one. It might not snowball as quickly as we were lucky enough to have, but it grows and you'd be amazed. People, as you said, they didn't know organ transplant, but they knew Tristan. Mm -hmm. And when they found out like you did that Tristan had had this experience, my goodness, the amount of attention that it brought to a cause that we cared about, it's unbelievable. You have to ask and you have to be willing to accept it. And most importantly, we would ask that you pay it forward. So if you are in a position to be able to offer something, whatever that something might be, if someone that you care about has a cause that they care about, you might be able to get on board. Maybe you can do something for it. FOMO. FOMO. Absolutely. And, and, and maybe you can take the reins as you guys have done and start something. Now, Tristan, you had a company before. I was an investor in your company. We spent a lot of time together. It didn't work, unfortunately. You, it was a great idea. Just a lot of, a lot of things happened. But you are uh, you are an incredibly resilient, hardworking, driven, smart, talented entrepreneur. And the, but no matter how good you are, this is like a big one. This is a big one. You're taking it something on that's huge. What's different? Like, what if I guess we as you know doing this this time around? Like, it's it's how how has your experience been? Like, what has been your big? What are the things that just kind of like you think about in terms of building this? So. I actually think there are more similarities mm. than differences okay. here. The The similarities when you look at it is, you know, as a founder, you spend the vast majority of your time on understanding the problem and talking with people. And I'd say with Vileos and my recovery, and this was, my, my recovery was about nine months of relearning how to speak and swallow and eat and move my fingers and sit and stand and walk and eventually run. In that nine months, it gave us a lot of opportunity, though, to meet with different recipients, to meet with living donors, with donor families, to meet with transplant program directors and center directors across the country. And so we got to really understand the problem. And I think as as an entrepreneur, that's core at really the foundation of building any entity, whether for-profit or non-profit. And through that, it helped us define where are resources being funneled to in the transplant ecosystem? Where are there gaps? And for us, that enabled us to set the vision and rally people and support and dollars and building the product that we're on this journey with. I think the primary difference with it, though, is 
the for-profit versus non-profit side. So as an entrepreneur and now as a venture capitalist on the early stage side, you know, when I think about early stage venture, people are investing in the potential of the team, of the opportunity, of the market. With nonprofits, I'd say people give based off of the success of those nonprofits. And so that's measured success that's defined over many years, if not decades. And for a nascent nonprofit to take on such an ambitious task of how do you fundamentally modernize a system that is legitimately life or death, I think that's that's just different. And so we've been fortunate for us to have the involvement by people who have been personally impacted by transplant and people who want to solve these major societal changes. But entrepreneurial-wise, it's still the same. It's build something that didn't exist before and try to make a difference. And for us, it's the difference is, you know, the, the median life expectancy for a heart transplant recipient is about 10 years. I'm two and a half years out. The math is really simple. Now, we hope to defy those odds, but this, the Leos, what we're building is an opportunity to save and improve other people's lives. And selfishly, it's a chance to extend my life and quality of life. And that's time with Jordan. That's time with our son. That's time with our expecting child. So I hope people are hearing this. You know, it's you're, many people have not experienced this. Uh, dealing with trans, a transplant or, or or receiving or a family member. But as we know from the numbers, this affects a large number of people. And so even if you have been fortunate not to be touched by this today, you just don't know what's going to happen in the future. And you may show up at a hospital someday and you want a system that works. Now, Jordan, tell us, I mean, you know, how can we support what you're doing? Because I'm sure people are listening who have been touched by this or who get it and say, I want to help. So give us, give us, give us some things we can do. Sure. First off, thank you for those that are listening. We've really appreciated the, the space to tell our story, but then to also be able to follow up and share what we're working on. If this is a story that's touched you, we'd love to meet you. We act, we absolutely need that. We do have a website, Vallejos.org. We're very accessible. We would love to learn more about the stories. And as Tristan said, we've ran like smack dab into the problem for us. We would like to know if there are other elements, other facets to the problem or to a potential solution. We'd like to know about that too. We are very fortunate that as entrepreneurs, this is a problem that a lot of people want to solve. And that is an absolute luxury. So if you have opinions, if you have ideas, if you've been working on something, or if you're doing something adjacent and you said this could potentially be interesting to them, we'd love to hear you. We'd love um, any support when it comes to a financial capacity. We would never say no to that as a 501c3. We know that philanthropic dollars, uh, those are something that you have to really think about where you put. And so we would appreciate if this is interesting to you, that would be a lovely uh, addition. But I think the biggest thing that Tristan and I like to mention whenever we have the opportunity to tell our story is we want to pay it forward to the donor who gave Tristan this extra time and to the two donors that we had the ability to interface with the the teams. And that almost became a reality the first time and became a reality the second time. 
for us, the best gift that we could ask for anyone that's maybe never really thought about being an organ donor, we really encourage you to think about it. We'd love to have you maybe envision that this could be an outcome for a family in need. And that would be something that would be exceptionally meaningful to us if we were able to move the needle on bringing awareness to organ donation and why it's such a selfless gift. That would be something that we would walk away really proud of. Last word to you, Tristan. I think we'd be remiss not to recognize the countless number of people that were involved in my outcome. And Jordan mentioned very accurately, first and foremost, to my donor, but also in recognition that there's a system that exists today. And we all want that system to be better tomorrow. And that system has hundreds, if not thousands of people who work on a daily basis to impact people's lives, to improve people's lives, and give the benefit of a bonus time. And that bonus time for people means various different things. For us, it means extra time together of meeting my my first son and meeting our, our next child. For some, that may be a grandparent that gets to meet their grandson or granddaughter. For others, that may be a hug with their brother or sister that they otherwise wouldn't have had. And so it is so profoundly personal to us. And we know that it's also so profoundly personal to so many other people. All right, everybody. So you heard it. It's Vallejos.org. You can reach out there. You can reach out. You can donate. If you, for some reason, can't get through to them, you can reach me and I'll put you in touch. Let's connect at patrickmcginnis.com. All right. Tristan and Jordan Mace, co-founders of Vallejos. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you so much. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO Sapiens is recorded in New York City. Theme music is by Mike McGinnis, and editing and post-production is by Josh Elstro. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me at FOMOSapiens.com and at PatrickMcGinnis.com. To advertise on FOMO Sapiens, reach out to contact at FOMOSapiens.com. FOMO.